0: This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The foundation of the program is that everyone is leading something or someone. Thus, the name of the program is A Server's Journey.
1: And Larry, it feels like it's been... A year. years year. we've been together <laughs> here in the Underground Bunker. But uh, as always, thank you for uh, editing our shows and making them better. But we want to thank everybody also for listening, Larry, for uh, coming along with us on this journey. Absolutely. You know, as always, we uh, say that it doesn't really matter what you're leading or who you're leading, how big or how small. Everybody is leading something, and uh, we're happy that you came along for this.
0: And speaking about that, you really are diving deep into this word servanthood
1: today, right? Yeah. So I was listening to a few different speakers, uh, one of which was Andy Stanley from North Point Church. And, you know, I started thinking about, well, we take servant leadership as this, of course. It's, oh, yeah, of course we would lead that way. But I started thinking about the historical context and when did that come up and why do we think servant leadership is important because it hasn't always been so. So today we're going to kind of take a deep dive going all the way back to Plato and Aristotle and talking about some of their beliefs and kind of taking it up to today. This is called a deep dive. A deep dive, yes.
0: Well, we also have a website and we have some social uh, media comments that are coming in and that's pretty exciting
1: because we know... You're out there. You're listening. Yeah, and I can tell you that um, you know we read everyone, and they make us happy. Um, they make us uh, feel good that we're doing something well, at least, or we're at least trying to, and we appreciate it. Um, we've got I've actually had two that kind of stuck out this week. One was uh, an avid listener, Ken Ball, from Cleveland, Ohio, and he actually... Has been a pretty good uh, uh, resource to us. Yeah, he's has sent one guest from our past, and it looks like he has another guest that he thinks we should interview. So we're going to be chasing down that person. So Ken, we thank you very much. And the other one that stuck out was it says, "Just wanted to say that I enjoy listening. The cast has been a good source for me to add to, add to, and reinforce my leadership skills." It's not easy serving my family, my church, hundreds of volunteers, all while loving God. Thank you, guys. And that's from Tandy Hammond. And we thank Tandy for listening. And uh, we may I actually think drag her make, on the show, too. Yeah,
0: I think she'd make a good guess. The
1: uh, line that got me was uh, serving uh, hundreds of volunteers. Yeah. So that uh, sounds like a servant leader to me.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, we, uh, we have a website. Yes. And the website was created by ACS Creative. They developed the website for us. And so when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pros.
1: Yeah. And Larry, they are full service in-house. They do everything, brochures, logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, anything you need. Um, they uh, are fantastic
0: well they don't play games with your money so that's you can contact best. acs creative on the internet at acs creative epic moments, epic in, moments leadership. in leadership well i know you like this time so yeah i
1: i, I do and I, I like anything that's that wacky. distracts me yeah this is a, <laughs> this is another op- epic moment in leadership here and this was, now we don't have his name, and we don't know why he was trying to do this. Thank goodness. Yeah, but, but he was trying to do something interesting, and he decided to try to use a crossbow to fire phones into a prison. And uh, now, that in itself seems weird. Yes. The fact that he was a Russian man Mm -hmm. who was trying to do it in Russia seems not only weird, but reckless. Wow. And so he was picked up by the police uh, and he had um, 18 phones strapped to the end of crossbows uh, with tape. And he got picked up, and he did not succeed in getting those phones into the prison. So, thus, that is not an epic moment well, I mean, in it leadership. Is. <laughs> it's epically bad, but it's it's there. So, you know,
0: wow, what people will go through. Yes. Well, you brought up this subject about leadership and servanthood. Yes. And and you said you wanted to go deep. So, how deep are we going to go?
1: So, so this is where it is, as I was saying, you know, to me, I've, uh, been blessed to be around mostly w- what I would consider servant leaders, um, to the point where when I think about the people that I worked for that weren't, it's not a big number. It's a striking contrast because it was the rarity, but how, how new of a idea is servant leadership? So um, it's always been around, hasn't it? No. And and, and so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what, you know, prior to this, and this is going back in ancient history, we're going to talk a little bit about Plato and Aristotle. And, you know, many people consider them to be some of the greatest thinkers of all time.
0: I don't dig them myself. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, I mean, they definitely are different. But, you know, what we have to understand, we're going to talk a little bit about a topic that is Very politically incorrect today, and that's the idea of slavery, right? Mm -hmm. And today, I don't know anybody who who would be willing to say, "Hey, we think people should own people." No, but you're tying slavery into servanthood. Yeah, and we're going to kind of go because, you know, the term "servant," right? Jesus used that term because the historical, the context of of his, you know, where he was in history, there were slaves. And even more than slaves, or were indentured servants, which were basically people that weren't born into slavery, but maybe were unlucky and got put into slavery, a form of slavery. Either they were working off a debt or they were working to get somewhere else in the world. Um, but, you know, Jesus used the term servant because it was the lowest term. Like even today, we don't think the term servant is sexy right it's not no no it's not like oh i want to be a servant like i mean most people would want to say i want to be rich i want to be a billionaire right i want to be donald trump yeah Uh, some people would say that some people would not but uh you know jesus was in his time in history slavery was rampant well there
0: were there were these philosophers yes that that justified slavery basically
1: so in so many words right so It seems weird now when we talk about, wait, there were slaves around and Jesus was there, right? Mm -hmm. What we have to understand is that all over the world, not only was slavery okay, throughout history, people actually believed that it was self-evident that some people should be owned by other people. Like it wasn't only, oh, this is happening and it's terrible. It, It was the norm. So throughout history, there have been people who attempted to justify slavery and many did so out of pure self-interest um, in order to continue some kind of you know barbaric trade or they needed you know workers. But some historical philosophers sought to justify slavery almost as like the best intentions. So let's talk about um, Plato first because he, if I have my history correct came before okay and Plato thought that it was right, or better to rule over the inferior, okay? So his, one of his quotes was, nature herself intimates that it is just for the better to have more than the worse, the more powerful than the weaker. And in many ways, she shows among men as well as strong animals, and indeed among whole cities and races that justice consists in the superior ruling over and having more than the inferior. So he's one of the greatest thinkers of his time, right? Mm-hmm. And he is saying it's better for the more powerful, the richer, the whatever to rule over the inferior. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that was uh Plato, but it, Aristotle kind of even took it even further, and he thought that slavery was a natural thing and that human beings came in two types, slaves and non-slaves. Okay. Now, now we can laugh at this now, right? But this was the prevalent thought, right? This was self-evident. And Plato, one of his famous quotes was, for that some should rule and others be ruled is a thing not only necessary... But expedient, from the hour of their birth, some are marked out for subjection and others for rule. So Aristotle said some people were natural slaves and ought to be slaves under any circumstances. Other people were born to rule them. And they could use these slaves as they please and they could treat them as property. Natural slaves were slaves because their souls weren't complete. Now think about that. Idea, larry their souls weren't complete which i don't even know what that means but you know that's what his thought was mm-hmm. but he believed that they lacked certain qualities such as the ability to think properly and so they needed to have masters to tell them what to do and he thought that slavery was good for those born as natural slaves because without masters they wouldn't have known how to run their life Okay, so, like we need a master to run our life. Well, he took it even like, I mean, think about that. So Plato's like, eh, you know, it's there. Uh, Aristotle was like, no, no, it's even more. Like these people need me to, you know, rule right. them." Right. So. Now what does Homer say? So Homer, and you know, he, he's an interesting guy too. He seems to have a thought that even if a person wasn't inferior before they became a slave, when they became enslaved, that it changed them in such a way as to make them a natural slave. So you could be born normal, Larry, you're, you could be born with a complete soul, but the moment that you became a slave, you began to lack things, which made you a natural slave. So his quote was Job, who was a, you know, a god. You mm-hmm. know, Job takes half the goodness out of a man when he makes a slave of him.
0: And it's J O V E, yeah. not Job, Jove. but Jove.
1: Jove, yeah. Okay, now this was all before the birth of Christ. Yeah, and that's so that's a defining moment, Larry, because um, you know these were again the big thinkers of their times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people kind of took it as you know, pardon the pun, gospel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah but then Jesus came along and so we had this resurrection event, right? So Jesus came and he lived among us. And the Israelites, right, they had this Torah, this law and the law was 618 613 different laws right. that they had to live by which they couldn't by the way and all the laws yeah, you know, proved I mean, that
0: you weren't worthy of being faithful to God. Yeah,
1: I mean it all the 613 laws proved is you couldn't follow them. And so Jesus came, right? And Jesus began to talk about things and he began to use, um, you know, what we consider to be gospel now or scripture. So like one of the things that he said was in Matthew 20, 26, and he says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Okay, so now this is shocking. Now think about this, right? In this time period, people are owned either naturally, they were born into slavery, their family were slaves, that's what they were, or they had become slaves through some sort of indentured servitude. And even the paid servants were, I mean, they were servants. There was a clear caste difference between the wealthy and the poor, the servants. And here Jesus comes and says, wait a minute, if you want to be great, you must be a servant. Now, I don't know how he sold that message. You know, it was a tough message to sell, but he continued to go on. Mark ten, forty-two to 45, Jesus called them together and said, you know that, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great must become a servant and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many now that's getting pretty deep yeah there's a psychological shift here right there's a wait a minute we have been taught that slavery's natural we have been taught that if you're a slave, it's because your soul isn't complete or because you're lacking something. There's a reason you're a slave. And now this philosopher, right? You know, people are trying to decide who Jesus is. Is he the son of God? Is he just a rabbi? Is he a you know famous philosopher? But he starts saying, wait a minute, that this is not the way. You know, you must be a slave to all. And then if you look at one of my most you know, favorite verses, he says, "'For though I am free from all, "'I have made myself a servant to all "'that I might win more of them. "'To the Jews, I become as a Jew in order to win the Jews. "'To those under the law, I become as one under the law, "'though not being myself under the law, "'that I might win those under the law. "'To those outside the law, I become as one outside the law.'" that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I become weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. I do it for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings.
0: Okay, now, who took that philosophy and and expanded on it? Because one man just said it but one man couldn't say it to the whole world, but yet that word has been said throughout the world now.
1: Yeah, so, so this is the amazing thing, because what happened was, right, Jesus proved that he was willing to be a servant to all, right? And there was that verse where he said, I am giving up my life as a ransom to many, which many people know that he did. Right? He, did. he was crucified, and he, was die- and he died, right? Yes.
0: But the miracle, he is the only man that came back from the dead
1: right? that yes. we know of. That's right. And, of course, that's what we as Christians believe. But his teachings began to spread. And so it 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 was in stark contrast. And, and by the way, they weren't really called Christians back then. Like, Christians is a term that we've made up, and you see you know it kind of talks about it in the bible somewhat but not really there's really not a, not that term the believers of christ actually said that they were following the way which is a much cooler word than oh yeah you know christian right but they, they began to spread. They began to meet and talk and believe. And they, at that point, started writing down the history of Jesus and the miracles and began to write down this New Testament, you know, this part of the Bible we have now. And they began to say, right, let's look at what we've always thought was okay, which was slavery. Now, let's look at this in the light of what Christ asked us to do which seems to say, to be a slave ourselves, a servant to everybody. Oh, Okay. So you have two competing ideologies, and these, this new group, right, these people that were following the way, they began to look at like what they called the law of Christ, because it was different from what everybody else was saying. They were saying, hey, slavery's fine, being a servant is not good, it's not what you wanna be, Jesus comes, says, hey, it is what you have to be. And even more so, I'm going to be a servant. I'm going to ransom myself. He does. He dies. He's resurrected. People begin to realize this is the son of God. And then they talk about how Jesus was teaching them and saying, all these rules, all this Torah that you can't follow, I have come to put that aside. And all I'm saying is you must love one another as I have loved you.
0: So they took all that 300 or 600 laws and he transported it down to one law.
1: Yeah. Love one another as I have loved you. And that became what they called this law of Christ. So people, they had this resurrection event and then they began to study and really, you know, intently look at the word of what God said. And he said, serve everyone, be a slave to all, love one another as or as I have loved you. And, you know, kind of the way that you can see, Larry, when the concerns of other people concern you, you're kind of following that law of Christ. So if I'm following that law, I care about what's happening to others. What did it mean realistically during that time? So, you know, things began to change. Like, for instance, um, it used to be okay, Larry, that like if your wife— slept with another man and got pregnant and you did not want that baby, or if you wanted a boy and you had a girl, right? Or if you had too many kids and you didn't want that many, or if maybe they were born handicapped or disabled in some way, you couldn't kill them. That was against the law. But you could literally take them to the edge of your village and leave them and let the fates do what the fates would do. You know, we had slavery, which was already crazy and idiotic and we know that now but was normal we had this other thing Larry you mentioned something to me a couple weeks ago about hospitals and you said that most hospitals were created by Christian community yeah followers of Christ and it was because they began to realize Christ said to love one another as he loved us so what would Christ do with that child at the edge of the wood what would Christ do with a slave or a servant And so Christians began to actually go almost like as a daily ritual. They would go to the edge of the woods and search out these children. They would take them and they would bring them and they would raise them themselves. To the point that when Rome began to change and began to become a Christian nation, right? They actually outlawed uh, that. You could no longer drop off your child Hmm. and let the fates do what they would do. Does that make sense? Yes. So you can see that it starts changing. Now, on slavery, that was a lot tougher deal because it it had been, always had been. And, you know, even in America, we still struggle with that into the 1800s. I mean, if you think about that, that's crazy. It's not that long ago. But people of God began to say things like, so you have this Christian theologian, St. Augustine, and, and he began to say, hey, this has happened throughout all of history, but he thought that slavery was inevitable, but he didn't think that it was the result of what was supposed to be. So there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Plato, Aristotle said, no, it's, it's right that some people would be ruled by others. Augustine said, it's inevitable, but it's not natural. He thought that in a pure world, slavery would be very unnatural, but in our world, it was the consequence of sin and the fall of man. So slavery was unknown, Augustine said, until a righteous Noah branded the sin of his son with that name. So he basically said slavery entered the world, not because it was the natural order, but because we're sinful people. That's kind of, you can start seeing how the ideology is changing here. So this has
0: been, this is a really deep diving. We're, we're going back and we're finding out where slavery came from and how it tra- was transformed into servanthood. Right. Because all should go and become servants of men. Right. Everybody, no matter what your quote class is. Right,
1: yes. And, you know, so again, this is, I know, kind of going to a, some different topics, and I'm hoping that it's making sense. But what I'm trying to bring out here is that there was a way of man, and that way seemed to be that things like slavery was okay, things like abandoning your kids were okay. There was a natural law, and that natural law was others would be rulers over some. Christ comes. He proves with his life, even to the point of death, that you are to be a servant to everybody, that you're to have this law, which is love everybody as I have loved you, that the way that that shows itself is by showing concern for others, right? Yes. The Christian community begins to take this up. They begin to influence society around them. Things like kids uh, being picked up and raised by Christians, hospitals being formed. St. Augustine begins to say this is not the natural order of things, even Rome and other countries began to outlaw some of these things. Now, it's a rough road because, again, we struggled with slavery even into the 1860s, right? Correct. But Jesus began to say, if you're going to be true to what you know, I believe or what I'm espousing here, you must be a servant to all. And that's where servant leadership started coming into practice.
0: Thus, the foundation of the program is everyone is leading someone or something. Right, exactly. And
1: that's why we call it a server's journey. That's right, exactly. That is deep. Yeah, and I think we're going to probably have to follow this up. And what I also feel like is I'm probably going to get questioned on some things I said. So if historically I wasn't accurate, you please let us know and we'll... Well, amend it.
0: (laughs) we we want to thank everyone for linking up with us here on a server's journey. And we want you to subscribe to the podcast as well. You know, you can call out to Alexis and say, Alexis, give me a server's journey. And does that work? It will be there. So there's so many places you can find it. If you're if you've heard us once, you can find it somewhere else. And we thank you all for joining with us here on a server's journey. Rocky, I know this has been deep. It's been really a good subject.
1: Yeah. And it's a subject that I am kind of trying to come to grips with myself. So, you know, we're learning together here.
0: I love that. That's it's a journey. Again, we want to suggest if you need help with your website, as we did, you can contact ACS creative because they don't play games with your money. So Rocky until next time I am your ever faithful companion,
1: Larry. Larry, I want to thank you as always for coming alongside us on this journey Um, And we want to thank all of our listeners and people that are giving us comments and feedback. We really appreciate it. Um, We know that we are not Aristotle and and Plato or Jesus, but we are trying to bring wisdom to people. Um, And, you know, we believe that everybody's leading. We believe everybody's leading someone. So we want to invite you every Wednesday to come alongside the journey. I'm Rocky DeStefano. Thanks for joining us. And I want to ask you the question, are you somebody worth following?